This show is made possible by you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, and if you want to help us tell more stories and reach more people, then from only two US dollars a month, you can become a patron of the show. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Aruka Network. Hello, I'm Jake Lloyd and welcome to How to Build Community, a podcast and a radio show brought to you by Tier Funds, Footsteps Magazine and Aruka Network. How can you help the people you work with or serve to achieve their goals and reach their potential? Well, in this episode, we're going to explore coaching as a tool to do just that. Coaching is about being of service to someone, being present for them, really listening well and asking questions that provoke insight to help them move their own thinking forward. That's the voice of Catriona Hori. She's a coach based in London in the UK who works with a range of people, often leaders in charities, social innovation and education, to help them set goals and achieve them, whether in their personal life or professional life. And recently, I had a really interesting chat with Catriona that I'm about to play to you. And so in this episode, you'll find out what coaching is and how it works. You'll hear what kind of impact Catriona has seen it have on people's lives, from building confidence to making progress in their career. You'll learn why you don't need to be a professional coach in order to use coaching skills to support the people around you in their life and work. And you'll find out how coaching is rooted in really focusing your attention on the people around you, listening well and asking good questions. So there's lots to learn in this episode, but I began my conversation with Catriona by asking a simple question. What is coaching? Mm, The big question. Well, if you ask any coach, they'll probably give you a a slightly different answer. Um, Yeah, for me, coaching is about helping people to look at where they are and where they want to be in life. And I say that both from a doing perspective. So, you know, what they might want to achieve in their life and projects or job promotions or things like that through to their being. So what are some of the qualities that they see in themselves that they want to dial up? Um, Maybe some of the qualities they want to dial down in themselves. So really it's thinking about where are you right now in this present moment and where would you like to be in the future? And I think that can be something that you can work on and, and, you know, employ a coach and work on them for six months, for example, over a period of time through to just being in a moment in a conversation with someone about a dilemma that they're having or a challenge at work, you know, thinking about, well, where are we, where do we want to be and what's the steps in order to get there? So it's quite a future focused way of way of being and supporting people. Um, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it in a bit, mm. but I'm, I'm just curious what, what got you into it? Well, I was lucky to have um, coaching myself when I worked at an education charity And I I guess what I take away from that was that really helped to build my confidence, not only in the charity and the work I was doing there, but also latterly to help me move to New York um, with a new job and have the confidence to to do that. 
I also used coaching um, on my return from New York after my dad had died and I'd had a, a major collapsed lung. So I sought coaching out at that point to really step back and think about, well, hang on, what are my priorities in life? Like, where do I want to be placing my energy? What do I want to be doing as a job? Um, how do I want to envision my life? So I've used it both in a kind of um, a confidence builder and a, a job uh, promotion type way of thinking, but also in a perhaps more thoughtful, uh, reflective space. And then from that place, taking action. And I guess how I personally got into it myself was actually just some mentors around me, people that I really respect. So I, I thought at the time, I'm far too young to be a coach. I was in my early 30s. But actually, I was very lucky to do a course um, through what's called the Mo Foundation. That's M-O-E and then Foundation. And I was being coached by someone who was 18, you know, worrying about that I was too young at 33 or whatever I was to coach. And suddenly realized what an amazing session this it was and this person was 18 and why why was I getting in my own way so yeah I think it was through that that I kind of then built my confidence up that actually this was a place that I could offer my perhaps my natural skills but also skills that can be learned um, I do really believe that coaching and coaching skills are things that anyone can can learn yeah it is available to all mm. Can you give us a bit of an insight into how the coaching process works? Just tell us about the, you know, the clients you work with and how that, yeah. how that process happens. Yeah. So I work with a, a mixture of clients. Um, I'd say predominantly they're, they're leaders in social innovations. So people working in charities, uh, social enterprises, schools, organizations like that, um, and or people, predominantly women, but also men, who are looking to uh, explore what their real priorities are in life, both personally and professionally, and, and kind of redefine what their priorities want to be. So I'd say the majority of the time people come to me wanting to look at their careers. And often that is the case. And often that's a socially acceptable thing to come to someone with it mm. seems and when you dig a little bit deeper there might be other things at play so they might want to have a relationship they might want to get married they might want to move abroad um, completely change careers not just get a promotion or things like that so it's often people are coming to me knowing that there's something more or different that they want in their lives and so together what we do is we look at kind of building some foundations around that, thinking about what their values are in life, like what's really important to them that will help their decision-making, um, how we can help them tap into that kind of innate wise self that we all have, that self that knows that things will be okay and we, we, we are resourceful, um, looking at some of the limiting beliefs that we may hold, things that are getting in the way, you know, that I'm not good enough to do that, I'm too young to do that, I'm too old to do that. So we really um, look at the foundations and from there we set goals. So we look, and that, that could be um, very precise goals, like I want to get a job promotion in the next six months and we look into what that might be about through to, to visions about how they want to be. I'm, I want to be calmer. I want to be able to have more space in my life. Um, so sometimes it's uh, very clear doing goals. Other times it's more about the qualities and the way of being that they want to have in their lives. Um, and we tend to meet roughly every two weeks, um, usually for an hour at a time. And I'll ask someone to 
bring a topic uh, that they want to explore or, or focus on um, that will help them move towards that those kind of broader, larger goals. And that I think that process really helps people kind of tap into their own knowledge and confidence. Um, and really, I'm, I'm there to help facilitate the conversation and hopefully <laughs> ask insightful questions and reflect back what I'm hearing. Um, but really, it's, it's trusting that the person that I'm coaching um, is naturally creative, resourceful and whole. It's, it's interesting you, you've talked about a breadth of things that coaching can focus on there so mm. you know developing confidence um or mm -hmm. becoming karma but then also the more concrete uh, career goals perhaps mm. um so it can be coaching can be about helping people move towards or achieve a number of different things are there mm. any particular things coaching isn't about because mm. i know that it's 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 distinct from say counseling isn't it yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a really good um, question. So when I think about coaching, as I, I mentioned at the beginning, it's it's thinking about where are we now? Where do we want to be? Uh, I'm not a trained therapist or counsellor. And there are many subtleties and differences in this. But essentially, um, therapy tends to look back at someone's history and past and, and try to help understand how someone is. And there's an element of healing within that. Um, whereas coaches are very much looking at where people are right now and where they want to be and what's getting in the way. So absolutely, um, they are separate. And saying that sometimes I have had clients who will be seeing a therapist for a certain area of their life and can have coaching. It's, it's very much something that you work together with someone to figure out what's best and I have equally had people um I've had a, a couple of people that have stopped coaching and and moved to therapy um and equally some people have who've come to me and actually have suggested therapy first so there are distinctions between those two um I guess also distinctions between coaching and mentoring so mentoring tends to be people that have been there and done the thing that the person's wanting to do, whether that's they've done the job, they've done, um, they've had a family, you know, whatever that is. And they're more about giving advice to that person. Mm. Um, so I don't have to have worked in a tech company, for example, and yet I, I could coach someone in a tech company. Um, so yeah, with coaching, it's much less about advice um, than mentoring. Saying that, I guess the way I like to view it is there's a lady called Nancy Klein who talks about this. It's letting people's brain um, go as far as they can uh, without your involvement. And if there's something that feels useful to add, I will add it as a, a question or suggestion. And then the coach is within their rights to say, no, that's completely wrong, Katrina, <laughs> or that's perfect, or it's somewhere in between, but it gives us something to, to work with. Mm. But essentially we're, we're trying to avoid advice or leading people. We're trusting that people know themselves the best and actually you know they may be the ones that with the problem but they are also the ones with the solution um and i guess the final difference is between coaching and consulting uh consulting is often again about that advice but also the doing and, and the implementing whereas with coaching i'm not going to be doing the work for the client mm. um, I'm, I'm very much on the sidelines cheering them on and challenging and supporting but the work is theirs to do our motivation for setting up this interview was was less about encouraging our listeners to go out and get their own coach, mm -hmm. although they may want to do that. 
yeah. uh, and a bit more about showing them how how they might use some of the basic skills and approaches mm-hmm. of coaching in their own life and work, whether they're mm-hmm. you know running an organization or involved in a community project or maybe just in their in their home life or something like mm-hmm. that. So I'm I'm interested, uh, you know, what are the what are the skills needed to to do coaching and do it well? Yeah. So there are many different skills and there are different models you can learn and different schools you can train with. But in my mind, when I think about the really important parts of coaching, it's about the quality of our listening and the quality of our questions. And it may sound really simple, but actually that to me is fundamental. And I'll I'll read you a quick quote from Nancy Klein, who I mentioned earlier, uh, which, which touches on this. It's, everything we do depends for its quality on the thinking we do first. And our thinking depends on the quality of our attention for each other. So really coaching is about being of service to someone, being present for them, really listening well and asking questions that provoke insight to help them move their own thinking forward. So that could be as I've discussed within my own work, you know, over a period of six months, for example, equally, it could be within a dilemma at work. So I guess if I break down those two elements, if that's helpful, let's start, if we start with listening, perhaps. Mm. So I remember when I did my course with the Mo Foundation, and there's a, a, a section all about listening on the first day, and talking about the different levels of listening that we can have. And some of the levels include things like advising or kind of connecting what someone says to our own world and trying to make connections with that person through that commonality. And I, I was always very good at networking <laughs> and finding that commonality. I thought that was listening, but actually my attention was on myself. Mm. You know, that was me thinking, how do I make a link to this person? How do I bring myself into this conversation? Equally with the advice, you know, a, there is a time and a place for advice. It's not to make either of these ways of listening wrong, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about from my perspective, what would I do? You know, how can I, you know, add to this? Whereas actually with, with listening from a coaching perspective, it's about really slowing down, I think, first of all, and, and really hearing what people are saying, not, not from a perspective of wanting to, necessarily get lots of information from them it's about hearing what's important to them asking them actually what's important here you know for them and and listening for some of the 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 silences sometimes the nuance what's not being said so it's really turning up our attention to that other person taking it away from ourselves and putting it on them and also being aware of what's around us you know what are some of the things that aren't being said um, so yeah, I think what helps in, in a practical way in terms of that then is thinking about the types of, of questions that we're actually asking. So in coaching, and you could do this within your organization, within conversations, it's thinking about open-ended questions. So beginning questions with things like what or how, rather than you know, questions that kind of give rise to yes or no answers. Also avoiding why questions, because often why can have a, it might not be meant, but sometimes it can be interpreted as having 
um, some sense of judgment to it. It's like, why, why, why do you do it that way? <laughs> you know? So I guess it's, it's, it's just taking a step back and being thoughtful about the questions that we're asking. So for example, really simply, what do you want? You know, what will that get you? Uh, what's important to you about that? What are the possibilities? Mm. Um, also questions that can help people think ahead. So um, put yourself six months into the future, you know, standing there, what decisions would you make today? So there's some technical things just about which words to use, but it's really about your intention behind that. It's the intention to help someone think through things themselves, knowing that by them coming up with their own solutions, it's going to be more powerful for them, more sustainable for them, and actually more sustainable and powerful for the organization. You're obviously not just a coach. You're a, I know you're, mm -hmm. a, you're a mother and a, yep. a, a wife and a friend and all, all this other things. Mm -hmm. um, have you, what, you're, what you're describing there, I imagine it just has implications for for all of our all of our human relationships. Mm. Have you found have you found you end up using these coaching skills <laughs> outside of work to to good effect? Um, yes, and I would say so. <laughs> uh, my husband, whenever I ask him a question nowadays, is like, "Stop coaching me." <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not coaching you. It's just a, a vaguely thoughtful question I'm asking. So it's, I guess it's, um, I think the quality of my listening has massively increased since um, training as a coach. I think I, I, I hope I'm being a better friend to people. Um, I'm taking my agenda out of that, that more. Equally, um, uh, there's there's time and space not to be a coach right to to have a gossip to um to put myself back in the agenda to make to talk about myself to you know uh, so I think what I have learned outside of of the coaching work is it can be it can really improve relationships in terms of listening to and hearing what's important to people and what's not being said I think there's something for me personally about slowing down as well um, I've naturally been quite a rushed person and it still is my default but coaching allows me to to just slow down and to kind of and also catch myself and even for me you know when someone says something I guess in the past I might have reacted to something or made assumptions about what someone was meaning and I, it's not to say I never do that, but now the majority of the time I, I can take a tiny bit more time and choose how I want to respond and and to question, you know, what's actually being asked and, and what's behind that. It might not be what I'm assuming. So, yeah, it's I think it's really improved my relationships. And I think there's also a place for, for not using coaching. Because I, I imagine coaching is often about asking difficult questions as well, isn't it? And, mm. so, and, and that... That can make people uncomfortable, I suppose, can't it? Um, even if they're very important questions. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't want to be, you know, I think, um, you know, I like I like the lightness in me as well. And not to say, you know, and I think I bring that through actually in my coaching. Mm. Um, we can you can have fun in coaching, you can laugh, you can move, you know, it's not just sitting there being uber serious the whole time. So there is that range within coaching. Um, and equally, I think something's really important is you must always get permission right to to coach someone mm. so um even within a conversation at work for example it's you know it could be like you know would it be okay if I ask a question 
Mm. And the person can then say no. You know, actually, I'd rather you didn't. And if they they say yes, then you've got that permission to perhaps go a little bit deeper. So it's just being really thoughtful, I think, as as you do interact with people. For people listening to this who, uh, you know, are intrigued by all the stuff you're saying and want want mm. to employ some of these skills in their own life, uh, what's the mm. what's the best place to start? Good question. Well, first of all, and I, I'll, I'll share some links afterwards. We can, I can put some um, some good coaching articles mm. in. So, doing some reading. Um, there are some organisations that might be interesting to look at. So, the Mo Foundation that I mentioned um, is based in the UK, um, and a lot of the people that are on the courses are, are from charities or community groups as well as from business. So, it's a really diverse group of people. And what COVID nineteen has brought around is it's made it, um, the Mo Foundation international. So now we we train on Zoom. So actually, it's possible to to join that, and it's very reasonably priced. And actually, for, there are some charity places available too. So um, I'll put the link in for that. That could be a place if you want to to get a good foundation in coaching skills. Um, I'm actually uh, leading some training on that on a course next week. Um, it's a six week course. So you know, if you are interested, that that would be an option. And there's another organization called Coaches Rising who also do some, um, I believe they're free or, or well-priced um, coach trainings as well. So that would be another place to look. But I can certainly share some resources in the links. Brilliant. Um, finally, I just wonder, it seems to me, this might be this might be incorrect. You can correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Sure. It seems to me coaching's in my own context anyway. Coaching mm. has become a bigger thing. Like it, it's... Mm. It, perhaps started out as coaching you think of you know sports and things like that yeah. and then you and then increasingly hear about le- leadership coaching and these high profile leaders having having coaches but it seems to be mm. expanding beyond these boundaries and you know you're talking about um people and social innovation and community mm. groups and things like this i wonder why you think it's it's becoming a bigger thing now well i guess you know you kind of get to that tipping point with things don't you where you know, you have enough people starting to talk about it that it starts to expand. But I, I genuinely, and I know obviously I'm biased, but I genuinely think coaching is one of the the key ways of, of helping us communicate and relate better. And I think in this world where, you know, often we're polarized or facing really difficult challenges, you know, having someone um, whether that's a formal coach, whether that's your boss who might have some coaching skills, whether that's, you know, someone else in your life, holding space to to think through some of this for yourself is, is just really valuable. So I think it's um, perhaps a shift, a shift in the way that people are thinking. I say I say that. And actually, you know, coaching's in a way has been around since Socrates. I've got a quote here uh, from him saying, I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. Hmm. you know and so actually it's it's come around you know coaching came through psychology and, and things like that more recently but it's it's not a new thing it's it's really about helping others to think and I guess I guess hopefully <laughs> as more people experience that and take value from that then more people will want it and and it will expand further and I, I think it's something that's really important that it it's not just kept as something that's quite an elite exclusive thing um but that it's it's something that people can access wherever they are in their organization wherever they are in the world it's it's not something that has to be um exclusive brilliant um kat i don't have any more questions is, is there anything you'd like <laughs> to add um 
No, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure actually taking a step back. You know, when mm. you when you do this as a, a, a career, and I, I do this part time, and the rest of the time I'm with my four and two year olds. Um, it's it's easy to forget like what what is coaching, <laughs> and actually what I've really enjoyed with this time is just taking a step back and really remembering it's about the quality of listening, the quality of questions, and really the quality of attention on on one another. And if those are the, the few things you take away from listening today, I think, you know, how you implement that, can you can do that in your own way, but it's really about the, the intention behind this um, that feels important. Fantastic. Kat, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was Catriona Hori, who is a leadership and life coach based in London. And if you're interested in learning more about coaching, then you can visit the Mo Foundation website, which she mentions in the interview. Mo is M-O-E, which stands for Me, Others, Everyone. Their website is MoFoundation.com. You can read some articles about coaching on the International Coaching Federation website. Just visit dev.experiencecoaching.com. And if you're a member of Aruka Network, then you may be able to access coaching for free. Visit arukanetwork.org to find out about membership. And that's almost it for this episode. Before we go, don't forget you can catch up on previous episodes of How to Build Community on our SoundCloud page or in your podcast player. Just search How to Build Community. You can help support this show by making a small monthly donation on our Patreon page. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Eureka Network. You can learn more about Eureka on the website arukanetwork.org. For tier fund resources, including Footsteps Magazine, visit learn.tierfund.org. And finally, if you have some feedback on this show or suggestions for future interviewees, then you can reach me via email, jake at arukanetwork.org. That's it for this episode. Until next time, bye for now.